Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Hi, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. What's so funny? Oh, laughing at uh, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Political columnists do, too. Do you remember back when, like, Cindy Lauper, when that came out and everybody thought Cindy Lauper was the next big thing and they thought Madonna was going to be the flash in the pan? I didn't remember that. I do remember what a fabulous video it was. It's still oh, one of the funniest ones of all time. And she did go on to become a big star on Broadway, right? I mean, yes. she's huge uh, there. So, you know, her career took a little longer to develop, but uh, she was great. Good on her. That album, that album cover was so good, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we digress. We're talking about housing and nimbyism because it sounds like the fight has come to the province now. Yeah, it's getting real. <laughs> this one is big. Government tabled a piece of legislation yesterday that the government acknowledges this is unprecedented. The provincial government has never used its powers in this way. They are basically saying that they don't much care what the courts say and they don't much care what the forces of not in my backyard say. The Arbutus project is going ahead. It has taken too long to get to this point. And the government is adamant. That's quite a little piece of legislation that went in yesterday. Uh, The Arbutus Project, if you've not heard of it, and there are neighborhoods on the west side of Vancouver where they've heard enough about it already, this uh, is a 13-story tower, 129 units that would go up at 8th, between 7th and 8th on Arbutus, so right near where the new Arbutus transit station for the extended Broadway subway line will go. So that's the location. Uh, Long, long public hearing process, Simi. City Council, the previous one, the Kennedy-Stewart City Council, approved the project last July. Residents that opposed to it have gone to court. Uh, They are holding up final approval, construction, all that. And the current city council, so the current city council and the previous Vancouver City Council don't agree on a lot of things, but on this one, the current city council pleaded with the provincial government, we need your help, step in, make this thing happen, and that's what the David Eby government has done yesterday. Okay, so how is this going to work? Well, the legislation, because it's unprecedented, you don't really know how it's going to work. The province has never used its powers in this way. But what what the legislation says is... Um, the project, the public hearing on the project is deemed to have been valid. The council change in zoning, the rezoning, is also deemed to have been valid, to be valid. And here's the, the fascinating passage in the legislation. You don't see this every day. It, those are deemed to be valid, Simi, in spite of anything a court may say, may have said before or after the legislation passes. So courts get out of the way, NIMBY forces get out of the way, the government says this legislation, when it passes, and the liberals have, the New Democrats have the votes to put it through, the, the government is saying when this thing passes, construction should be underway by the fall. Okay, so if it does, but does that mean that they can't take it to court or they can still take it no, to court, you, but it you, can't stop the project? You can't, well, you can't stop people from going to court. It undermines the court case because the whole basis for the challenge from the local residents that call themselves the Kitsilano Coalition, the whole basis for the challenge is that the public hearing was invalid, 
Well, the government stepped in and said, no, no, it was valid. And then the next thing they say is the council didn't consult properly, the bylaw zoning, rezoning is invalid and all that. So the it's a preemptive strike, but anybody can still go to court and they can argue that, you know, despite what the legislation says, the process was invalid. Now, they've also, Simi, tried to change the Vancouver Charter. Vancouver has its own legislation. So they've also tried to change the Vancouver Charter to head all this off. My guess is this is going to be a fascinating argument with the lawyers. There's nothing like unprecedented legislation to generate a court case. So I don't know that this is the end of the court battle, but it it certainly undermines the effort being made by people who don't want that project in their neighborhood. And it also, I would argue, Simi, sets a precedent for how this government is going to deal with things in the future because you listen to David Eby on this issue. He's fed up with the forces, not in my backyard, stopping housing that needs to happen. This is a project for a much-needed project. This is right. low-income people. These are people with troubles and difficulties, mental issues, drug addiction, and it is a clearly part of the response to the provincial government to clearing out the encampments on the downtown east side. In the long run, they are going to put housing for those people in the future. But, you know, when you look at how this thing is going to work, you can imagine why there are people out there who, in theory, think we need this kind of housing, but in practice, don't want this kind of housing in their backyard. This kind of also, it puts the onus to me back on these municipal councils, too, because they now have to live with that decision yep. that they make. They do. The decision is still theirs, right? But yeah. if they approve it, then that's it. It's do, it's happening. Yeah, and, and in political terms, both the previous Vancouver Council and the current Vancouver Council have accepted that this project is needed, and they're saying it's going to go ahead. So, you know, it, it, there is the, the challenge here is, first of all, to not in my backyard – and when you go to the website for the Kitsilano Coalition, those are the people that oppose this, you read what they're objecting to. So they're objecting, Simi, to stuff that you, know, you can imagine why they're objecting. And, and, and their portrait of the project is something that, you know, there's going to be a debate on. So I'm not saying this is all valid. This is what they're saying. So they're saying you're going to get people with mental issues going in here. Uh, incomes less than 15000 a year. Uh, there will be drug injections going on on the site. They say there won't be criminal record checks of the people that are moving in. Um, and they're worried about the impact on the neighborhood. Um, obviously, you can see where the objections are coming from. But they raised all those objections of Vancouver City Council. And the council went ahead, the previous one, and approved the project. And the current council is saying, no, this needs to go ahead. We want your help. They say this to David Eby and his government, and the government has stepped in with legislation. So this is, a, as I say, this is a, a project and an issue where the implications go way beyond what's going to happen at seventh, between 7th and 8th in Arbutus. This is, yeah. I think, you know, if it comes to this around British Columbia, if, and this is where you're right about councils, if councils don't start approving needed housing around BC, the government is sending a signal that the province will step in and use its powers 
to make it happen. And I guess what this also means is that this can now start work. You can't wait until, like, you know, a lot of these projects get put off and put off and put off. Oh, yeah. Well, what they're saying is if it gets approved at council, you can put those shovels in the ground. Yes, you're, you're right. And they used that phrase, shovels in the ground, yesterday. Well, I guess we'll still see whether a court disagrees with the statement, despite what a court may say. I mean, the courts are still the authority on these matters in Canada. So the other thing that'll be interesting here is whether a court still hears this case. Uh, Does the Kitsilano Coalition, the Kitsilano Coalition says they're going to revisit their options. Obviously, they're going to study the legislation. But, you know, is is a court going to take the case? And is a court then going to say, well, you know, the legislation has changed things. The Vancouver Charter has changed things. And so you the opponents don't have a case anymore. I mean, I still think we're probably going to have to see at least one court decision upholding this approach before we say this is the future, the ultimate hammer that the provincial government gets to use if a local council won't let a project go ahead or if local NIMBY forces hold up a project that a council has approved. Right. Well, this I wonder if it'll make councils a little bit more apprehensive about approving something that is controversial, right? There's no court that's going to save them from that decision now. Well, that's a good point. I mean, I think this raises political implications for David Eby as well. You know, one of the criticisms I've been hearing, you've probably heard it too, is that when Eby pushes social housing or greater housing density, yeah, well, you don't see him do it in his neighborhood. Well, this project is right on the border of his riding. It's in George Heyman's riding of both new Democrats, both cabinet min- Well, Heyman's a cabinet minister, Eby's premier, so it's right there. And Eby has acknowledged the opponents of this project live in his riding. So this is in his backyard politically. And that also is um, going to raise, you know, challenges. Uh, first question to House, Housing Minister Callon yesterday, Simi, was, hmm, is this going to affect how the government deals with the big Squamish nation project, all those towers down around False Creek? And he said, well, we'll have to see. He didn't rule it out, right? I mean, this is the the government is standing, looking, and hoping that this legislation sends a signal out there that councils are going to have to start doing what Vancouver did and approve needed housing and the kinds of housing that are needed. But we'll but see you, how many can... rounds it takes before that definitively becomes the the outcome, and also whether David Eby himself pays a political price for pushing this one. But as I said, though, you still have to have the council that is willing to approve the project to get the backing of the legislation. Yes. So remember we had, uh, when they first announced their big housing approach, when David Eby announced his housing approach, he said we're going to pick eight to ten municipalities and they're going to be the pilot for this new way. They're going to identify needed housing and they're going to approve it and we're going to work with them to provide backup and infrastructure. So we still don't have the eight to ten model municipalities. They're going to name them soon. Hmm. They they say, Simi, that, oh, there's been plenty of municipalities interested in this. So this may be coming to a neighborhood near you. We will see. All right. Thanks for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi.